0: Welcome to another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast, a podcast gym of inspirational fitness talk. I am your host, TJ Williams, I'm um, certified Alpha instructor, as well as list bike combat instructor, here to give you an insight of my fitness journey, discussing and analyzing fitness-based subjects, and highlighting individuals involved in fitness past, present, and future. All right, so for those who are just joining me for the first time, this is pre-recorded, so whatever I talk about in this episode will either has come up or it's done past. But just to give you an update, um, I did have knee surgery, so I'm recovering. And I've um, been switched to a, um adjustable brace, so it's time to get that knee to go from zero to 90 degrees. So that's going to be a mission. I'm not going to stop working out, either. I got my upper body. I may not have my lower body to do workouts, but I got my upper body. I'll get ready. <laughs> All right. So I have a guest with me today. So um, he's been doing fitness for over 20 years, and that's probably – it's a long time. So he's on a mission as well. And um, he's a former kickboxing champion, and that's a plus. And he's a longtime martial artist. So this definitely is going to be a good episode. So may I introduce everybody to Mark Williams. All right. So how's everybody doing? How are you doing over there?
1: How's it going? How's it going, man?
0: And, I mean, I'm recovering. I'm feeling good. I'm not going to let this injury get to me. Nah, nah, you got to stay forward. Keep moving forward. All right. So, of course, uh, tell us what you do nowadays. I mean, what do you do today?
1: Uh, I'm still, like I said, still involved in the, the you know, fitness industry, more bodybuilding now. Um, I coach, I train. Um, my fiance just did her first pro show, the um, Linda Murray Wings of Strength out in um, Savannah. Um, so I got a couple of girls down the market now that I'm I'm starting to coach. You know, they're interested in getting in the industry and the you know, fitness industry and stuff like that. So that's my thing, and I'm getting ready for my show November 19th out in PA. So
0: Oh, awesome. Hey, right. so you're gonna bring us back in time. So I mean, we're gonna go into like a DeLorean type time machine. So we're going <laughs> eight eight miles per hour. Yep, and we're going back to time. So can you describe yourself how you were before you got into fitness?
1: It's it's funny how people don't believe me, but before I got into fitness, like when I was in my early 20s, I was, I mean, once I got out of martial arts, um, because again, the biggest influence in, me in martial arts was my father. Um, when he passed, kind of like lost his luster. You know what I mean for me? My brother continued it, but I just kind of fell off. Um, and when we moved, me and my family moved to Puerto Rico, there wasn't much sports there. You know, there was volleyball and soccer, and even one of the two I was a big fan of. You know, I, I grew up in the, you know, in the Bronx, so I was more the football, baseball, basketball guy. So I had no outlet, so I started eating and gaining weight. And, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I was close to 300 pounds, and none of it was muscle. Oh, man. None of it was muscle. You know what I mean? And, and what what opened my eyes was when I found that I was going to be a father. Oh, You know what I mean? It's like, and I tell everybody, everybody has that Eureka moment when you wake up, you know what I mean? And for me, it was, you know, I'm going to be a father. What kind of father am I going to be? Am I going to be the kind of father that's sitting in the park, overweight, out of breath, not enjoying my kid? Or am I going to be the kind of father that's running around the park with my kid and like, I'm going to get you and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I really started looking into the, the aspects of nutrition. I used to buy a lot of the bodybuilding magazines. And when I would see an article or a study they did, I would try to look up the study. Now, that means back in the day before the Internet, you'd have to go to the library. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. If we're going back in time, you have to go to the library and find the books and read up on, the, on and how many people were in the study. And, and What were their lifestyles like? So I started re- doing a lot of reading and started learning the aspects of nutrition and, and how to implement it into my lifestyle. And like i said i've I've never looked back i i I got the weight off excuse me um and kept it off i mean i'm 46 now so
0: yeah that's mean i mean i can see that's a push you know it's got to be some type of push that gets you in fitness like for me i mean you know you deal with high blood pressure and then of course your doctor tells you that if you don't take care of yourself you know you're either going to get a heart attack or in this case i was told i was going to get um cardiomegaly or enlarged heart so yeah and i was thinking around that time i was like overweight and i had a i didn't have a daughter i have i have a niece i have two of them now so that's yeah. like that's my, my inspiration you know yeah yeah so i want to be able to interact with my nieces and you now i got my uh, my oldest niece is 15 so i gotta worry about her anybody messing with her so i can definitely teach her how to defend herself so yeah
1: and it's like I tell everybody, me being, because my mom's Hispanic, my mom's Puerto Rican, my dad's, my dad's African-American, right? So here's the thing, on both sides of the family, we have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, so that was a little bit more of a plus to push me into learning proper nutrition and and, and how to eat right to avoid being like a lot of my uncles who were just on so many different types of medication to control their blood pressure, control their cholesterol, and, all that stuff so it's kind of like you said i'm like you know there's there's always that one thing that snaps
0: for you and opens your eyes yeah i mean yeah and um thinking about like challenges is um difficult challenges um what were some any challenges that you went up that you faced when you were like starting training the,
1: the, the biggest thing I, I found and believe it or not was the way my family reacted to it believe it or not
0: Like, my
1: my ex-wife, my mom, my grandmother, because, again, in the Hispanic culture, being chunky or overweight is considered being healthy. Like, you'll hear Spanish people say, "gordito es saludable, which means chunky is healthy. Right? So, they couldn't understand why I didn't want to eat the fried pork chop, why I didn't want the mountain of rice and beans you know, on my plate, why, well, why are you measuring everything? And why, how come you're not drinking soda and you're only drinking water? And, and, you know, they, they couldn't understand. Uh, and then it took me a while to actually, like, I would get so angry at times. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, but then I had to realize, well, they're not going to understand because this is my journey. It's yeah. not their journey. You know, they're content how they are. Like my mom and my grandma. you guys are older already. So, you know, you guys are, are where you are in your mentality i'm in a different spot so i have to focus on my journey where i see myself being in a year or two, three, four, five five years down the line so and that's what i did but i would say that was, for me was one of the biggest obstacles was, was almost not defending it i always thought i had to defend or explain why was i doing it you know what i mean and it was getting really it started getting so times where there, i mean there are times when i wanted to stop because i'm like why are like i'm not conceited everybody's like oh you're being conceited like your whole family's chunky okay, but I don't want to be that way. Yeah. You know, so after a while, like I said, I just started to realize, like, look, this is this is my journey, not theirs, and I was able to get past it.
0: Yeah, amazing. I mean, I see it the same way, you know, I went from being going to fast food restaurants to, like, now I cook my own food. It's like, I'm not going to spend my money um, getting um, McDonald's when I can cook my own food and save money. So exactly. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, probably the only time I would go to McDonald's if I'm like traveling to like uh, wrestling shows. I mean, I don't have much yeah. choice. Yeah, or I just bring my own stuff. I mean, if it doesn't rot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So of course you got all these goals that you're um, going for. You know, you're losing weight, and then of course, uh, well, at the point when you start losing weight, this—were you um, going for any other goals?
1: Um, my, my biggest thing was always—I always wanted to compete in bodybuilding. Okay, I tell everybody, I have had two loves in my life, bodybuilding and martial arts. Because in my day, I grew up, most people, like, I don't know, they say they got into bodybuilding through Pumping Iron, the movie, and stuff like that. With me, it was the Incredible Hulk show, man, with Lou Ferrigno.
0: Yeah.
1: That was my very first, like, exposure to a bodybuilder. I had never seen anybody that, like, I'm like, dude, is fucking huge. Like, who is that? You know, and my dad's the one who told me that's a bodybuilder. His name is Lou Ferrigno. And I'm like, there are people that actually look like that that walk around. So I was hooked. But then my other influence was Bruce Lee. (laughs) Yep. Okay. I grew up watching, you know, uh, Fist of Fury, Chinese Connection. I grew up watching all those movies. So those were my two passions. So the martial arts, I did good with me and my brother. Like we always did tournaments. We always placed well. Um, especially when we went to Puerto Rico and we did the uh, Battle of the Caribbean and stuff like that. Um, but I never got a chance to do the bodybuilding. Right. So that was always my goal was for bodybuilding. But, and here's where it's, I find it funny. This might be jumping ahead of a question you might ask me later, but just part of the story is I don't think in my younger years I was ready. I had the desire, like I had the, the I want to do it i don't think i had the dedication to pull it off yep. you see what i'm saying yeah and 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 it's funny because it wasn't until after i kickboxed and i learned what it was to cut weight for a fight train to be a champion become a champion to dedicate yourself fully to that that i was able and ready to jump into bodybuilding yep. but throughout my whole like when i started getting into the nutrition it, i was always my, my end goal was bodybuilding, bodybuilding, bodybuilding show. I read every article that was about bodybuilding. Um, every meal plan that I would see, I would try to implement it into my lifestyle. How can this work for me? Because obviously I'm not a pro bodybuilder. You know, I'm not, I can't, I don't work to work out. You know, I don't, I don't live to work out. I don't get paid to do it. So I got to fit these meals into my lifestyle. So this, but again, that's always been my, my end game was to step on a bodybuilding stage.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So what it's more, but just like becoming a bodybuilder, you got to go beyond, like you have to almost like go into the past. Like my art teacher was once told me that like to go beyond what, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, So that's like amazing. Like definitely you mentioned like um, Lou Ferrigno, which who I actually had a a pleasure to meet Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, he's
1: huge. <laughs> I, would geek out. I would geek out only because if it covers both of my, it covers my, geek, my geekness because I love the Incredible Hulk show and it covers my bodybuilding. So there you go, I mean, my idol in comic books and my idol in bodybuilding. There we go, we're good.
0: Yeah, I think he he became a cop somewhere, did he? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He's like a,
0: uh, uh, uh,
1: what is it? The, um, he's a sheriff somewhere, yeah. if I'm not
0: mistaken. Yeah, and I think I remember seeing him in like one of them, saw him incredible hawk movie or yeah the the second hawk movie he was a security guard yes yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. so that definitely is like that's like almost like the indemnity or that he wanted to do yeah security oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah all right. all right so who would you say you look up to to um in this journey uh believe it or
1: not like my my biggest my biggest influences in this journey have always been i mean of course Anybody who's into modern bodybuilding, if you don't say Ronnie Coleman, you're just, you're lying. Like, Ronnie Coleman is the GOAT. I mean, the guy, the way he would work out was just insane. But believe it or not, I believe, like, my biggest influences were guys like Lee Priest and and Flex Lewis, like those smaller guys. You know what I mean? Those smaller guys are the guys, because I'm a small guy myself. I'm only, like, 5'6", 5'7". And I've always had trouble putting, after I lost the weight, I've always had trouble putting on weight, especially after kickboxing. I've always had trouble holding on to weight. So um, I've always looked at the smaller guys to like being like, okay, if these guys aren't afraid to do it, you know, and get up on that stage and, and compete against the bigger guys, I'm not going to be afraid to do it either. Like, let's just go, let's do it.
0: You know? Yeah, I can see that. Like, really, you can't like, um, you say you're, you're a small guy and then you got all these bodybuilders that like, either six feet or seven feet tall, that's, you know, it's not, it's, I don't think it's like you're not proper for somebody that's small to be intimidated. So, you no, know, it's, I think that's all for like, everybody at all size, like, especially with women too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's an amazing journey. That's like crazy. It's, a, it's a crazy one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you were to teach on um, bodybuilding to like, um, yeah, of course your clients, um, what was, what subjects would you like, tell them like, like how how to start or like what to so look out for. The
1: the, the biggest thing, I'm here, The biggest thing I tell a lot of my clients first of all is, and this is a, this is a a question that goes into a lot of depth if you want to say, because when I get clients who who want to follow my way of eating, I'm like, okay, are you ever going to step on stage? And they're like, no. Then don't go that strict with it. That's my first thing. You do not have to go that strict. You just got to make smarter choices. That's it make smarter choices and you'll be fine. When you come into the bodybuilding aspect of it, now you have to learn the science behind it. And that's what I try to, I've worked with people who have, excuse me, worked out for years, have eaten healthy for years. But when I start working with them and I start explaining, okay, you're gonna eat this at this time and this is why you're gonna have that. This is why you're gonna have this. They're like, I had no idea. Like trying to explain to them when a good carb is a bad carb, and when a bad carb is a good carb, and they don't understand the the concept, and and I'm like, okay, well, let me break it down for you. Before your workout, you say you eat oatmeal, right? Yeah. Are you getting a pump during your workout? No. Okay, here's why. Because you're eating a low glycemic carb. So there's no insulin pump there so your body doesn't have any glycogen to fuel your workout. If you consume like about a cup and a half or a cup of rice before your workout, (laughs) you get a pump instantly because it's a low glycemic carb and that's gonna help spike your glycogen levels. Same thing after your workout. After your workout, you wanna consume some type of simple carb to help your body absorb the protein and speed up the recovery process. That's why a lot of bodybuilders drink protein shake with um, malodextrin, which is just straight sugar or dextrose, which is just straight sugar in their protein shake. It spikes your insulin levels and, and it helps your body absorb the protein. So they're like, oh wow, like Jesus, like again. It, and and with um, when it comes to the refeeds and the cheat meals, I'm of you've heard a lot of people say, well, they're not, they don't work. Yes, they do. My biggest gripe is people say they don't. They do. Here's the reason why: if you're in a caloric deficit, especially when you're getting ready for a show and you're in getting into that last cutting phase, when you're in a caloric deficit for too long, it no longer becomes a deficit. It now becomes your maintenance, and your body stops responding. So by having a cheat meal, every now and again, it kicks up your calories, kicks up your fats, your proteins, gives your body a break, and then you go right back down to normal. So again, I always try to teach everybody that the importance of good form. Okay, don't go in there swinging weight around. Anybody can do that. Focus on the muscle. What are you working? Biceps. Okay, if you're working your biceps and you're feeling it in your forms, you're squeezing the dumbbell or the bar too much. Loosen your grip. Okay, focus on your bicep forming into the size of a softball. Pause at the top for one count, get that squeeze. When you come down, don't lock out your arms. Keep the tension on the muscle, time under tension. Okay, so it's all about the scientifics of bodybuilding that I have to go through with them. So they learn A, how to keep themselves fueled properly with food and B, keep themselves protected from catching an injury. Because that's the biggest thing I see from a lot of bodybuilders who want to go too hard too fast is they get injured. They tear a bicep. They mess up their joints. They're pulling muscles every two weeks. Well, if you're injuring yourself that much and you're out of the gym, you're not making any progress. The objective of bodybuilding is to consistently progress, okay? They always say it's you versus you, right? So you want to bring a better package than you did the last time you stepped on stage or whatever your last check-in was. You want to be better than that. So you got to make sure you're protected in in your, your joints and your muscles and with food.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, but the, the thing about work, working out properly is proper technique. So you want to make sure you're, the pre- technique is perfect before you add any intensity or extra weight. So that's important as well. And also, yeah. Breathing, also breathing. Yeah, and DJ, like I
1: said, it's funny because I'm a bodybuilder. And I'll, I'll be working out, and I don't really go that heavy unless I'm in a bulking stage when I'm in off-season. And I'll tell people, like, look, technique is so important. Why do you think there are guys that are smaller than me, weigh less than me, can squat, deadlift, and bench more than me? Because they have the technique of those exercises down to a T. Right? There are guys who can bench press 500 pounds. I can't bench press 500 pounds. There are guys who can deadlift, like, six, 700 pounds. I can't do that. Guys who can squat over five hundred pounds, I can't do that. But those guys can do it because they have that technique down. So technique is vital, like you just said. The technique of everything is vital. It's very important.
0: All right. Okay. So I want to get to a kind of a subject. Um, you know, we hear we hear a lot about this. Like you know, if you follow um Joey Swore, you know he always had these videos um that you know people are talking about like making fun of people when they're a gym like tonic gym people and I, yeah. I know you were like the almost. I can't say you're the victim, but you know you were like. Um, let's just say you um, can't. I don't know how you can say, it, but you you were in a situation that you were an, a tonic um, gym person, yeah, because you did a like a, a Facebook um, live about it. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, just think about it. You know, I was almost laughing about it, but at the same time, it's like I was getting angry, saying like this guy shouldn't be shitting on people. Yeah. It's, it's
1: I, I find it funny that everybody goes to the gym with a purpose, but you want to knock the person that's next to you. Why? Because they don't have Gymshark or rider wear or gorilla wear on their, <clears throat> excuse me, on their, their clothes. Like everybody's there to accomplish something, whether it's to boost their self-confidence, whether it's because their doctor told them to, no matter what, everybody's there for the same reason. If you're there to be part of the social club, bro, go somewhere else. Okay. Don't come to the gym to gossip about everybody else. It it just frustrates me. Okay. I'm the kind of person that even when I'm working out, somebody can come up to me. And if that person coming up to me and them telling me their story of how they've lost weight makes them feel better. Okay. Let's listen. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to take the 10, 15 minutes and the gym ain't going nowhere. The gym's always going to be here. I can literally do this workout within two days and I can just retouch up the workout. But this interaction with you might stick with you for two, three, five years down the line. might be a motivational point that kind of ignites a fire for you to keep going. Okay? So when I see people, and especially people call themselves influencers, making fun of somebody in the gym, bro, you had a prime moment, prime moment to be a positive influence on somebody's life, somebody's journey right then and there. If they were doing the exercise wrong, go up to them. Like, hey, I don't mean to interrupt your workout, but what you know, I see you doing this workout. But can I show you way that you'd probably do it better? It might protect your lower back, or you might feel it. And yeah, sure, go ahead. And you see what I'm saying? So, so make fun of it. And if you're having a bad day, like in the video, that guy from the morning, bro, don't take it out on people. Okay, don't take it out on people. The person in the gym has nothing to do with your bad day. Has nothing to do with your bad mood. Yep. Okay. Put your headphones on, put on your favorite song, go punch the punching bag, kick it, take a medicine ball, slam it as hard as you can against the floor. Do what you got to do, but don't take it out on the next person because everybody in that gym is facing some kind of a struggle. You're not the only one.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I mean, I always talk to people in gym or people be talking to me mostly because um I'm a fitness instructor. You know, I always like to talk to my participants. It's like, yeah, they ask me questions like, how to do this workout, you know, I may don't have the exact answer, but you know, I answer it to the best of their ability. And like, I welcome everybody in my class. Like, it don't matter if they're strong, you're, if you're slow or, I mean, you're out of shape. I mean, I wanna welcome everybody because, you know, we, of course this is a community. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: We're all, we should all be here to to help everybody else. You <clears throat> See what I'm saying? Because even though I've been in the industry over 20 years, you and I might be in the gym talking about something and you might give me a piece of knowledge that I had no clue on, right? The second you think you know it all, you've just become an idiot. That's my biggest thing. The second you think you know it all, you're closing yourself off from future knowledge. Okay. There's no, you can never learn enough in my aspect. I'm always learning, always picking up different pieces of information. You know, I love it. The more information I got, the I love it. I want to seek more and I keep looking for it.
0: Yeah. You know that one thing that um, Bruce Lee always says, that famous quote? Can you remember it? Which one? The usefulness of the cup is its emptiness.
1: Yes. i was going to remember the one that, um, my, my, my favorite quote of him was the water quote.
0: Oh, yeah. Be like water. I can,
1: I, I can quote that. Oh, I remember seeing it when I was like, what? six or seven for the first time I think I was and for some reason I just memorized it and I can like rattle it off every time I tell everybody when I especially when I coach fighters um and I'm trying to tell them to relax in the ring because everybody thinks that if you tense up is better I'm like no relax bro I'm like you ever seen Bruce Lee's like interview about water like if you put water in a pot it becomes the pot if you put water in a cup it becomes the cup water can flow or it can crash be water Flow, move. When the time comes in, bam, strike hard. But don't stay tense. Be loose like water, flowing. Flow with the movement. You know what I mean? So yeah, I love that. that, that the philosophy is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but yeah, the... Yeah, the usefulness of the cup is like my personal favorite. Now, it kind of took me a while to understand, but, you know, you understand that. Um, Well, actually, I was watching a movie that um, not he was in there, but it was like a movie that this kid was inspired by Bruce Lee. And then, yeah. of course, Bruce Lee's ghost coming in there. And then he's talking about the usefulness of the cup is evidence. And then, of course, if the cup is already full, I mean, the knowledge that I'm giving you is going to it's going to overflow. So it's not going to register. It's like a register in that cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so no, that's it, I just love that quote. It's like I'm I'm constantly learning. It's like with martial arts. I mean, other than being familiar with my own style, I mean, I'm going out there, at least looking at other styles as well. And you know, and i you know, I talk to other people in the other styles, so I get information from there. So basically, we're like a like in a fitness community, the martial arts community. We're like it's all it's one. We're not enemies. So no, yeah, yeah no. I, I've always said
1: there's, there's benefits to all of the martial arts. Well, the one thing I tell everybody, and, and, and for anybody who's looking to, you know, put their kids in something that's going to help them build confidence, um, teach them um, respect, self-confidence and respect and dedication, traditional martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the way to go. Yeah, you can put them in sports, but sports is more of a team effort, right? So they're counting on a team. Martial arts is where you find the journey within yourself, Okay so that's why I I have always loved the traditional martial arts. Um and and it's I don't know man I, it's always something that I've always harpened back to for some reason. I've always like like with traditional martial arts I always teach everybody um traditional martial arts kicks um even my fighters um and and like I said I started with kung fu um went to taekwondo um because I got tired of um not doing anything in like tournaments, so I I transferred over to Taekwondo. Um, then I got back into karate when my brother started karate. I tried um, American style kickboxing, which is just above the waist kickboxing. Um, and then I found Muay Thai kickboxing and I started practicing that. My brother and I dabbled in capoeira for a while.
0: Capoeira, um,
1: yeah, we did um judo, jud- um, Brazilian jujitsu. Um, so I've messed around with a lot of different martial arts, man, you know. My, two, my, my three common ones have always
0: been karate, kung fu, and taekwondo. Yeah. Okay. I've always been- yeah I can tell you, like, nowadays, is like, you know, with things evolving, you know, with my style, you know, we kind of incorporate everything from kind of like traditional martial arts to like street fighting. And, yeah. Because you, know, you never know, like, you never, you're going to end up in the ground. So you got to be able to protect yourself on the ground. Or if you take somebody on the ground, you know, you don't want to treat it like a sport. You know, you're trying to get out of there. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's the biggest thing. A lot of people think that we
1: martial artists, we, we train to kick people's ass. No, we train not to fight, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. We train to get out of a fight, to, to deescalate a situation. Like I remember because I'm a bouncer, of course you see my pulse when I used to bounce. Um, and every time somebody would get close, I'd always extend my hand out to them. And everybody like, why do you always put your arms out? That's my gauge. The second their body touches my hand, depending on the force, I know they're coming with evil intentions. I know they're coming to forcefully, you know, approach me. I can either lay them out or take them down, depending on the situation. And nine times out of ten, I would just take the person to the ground. The second I felt that pride, how it, if, if my hand just slightly touched them, all right, they're not going to do anything. But the second they touched my hand and my hand came towards my body, now they're rushing me. So the second I feel that rush, you know, I use their own momentum coming forward and I just, boom, before they know it, they're on the ground. They don't even know what happened.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm cautious as well. You know, if I'm talking to somebody, I make sure I got a distance or something's in between me. So I don't need to be that close to somebody to talk to them, you know. Exactly. Like if I'm actually trying to meet somebody, I I keep my distance, you know. I don't want to be a threat or I don't want that person to be a threat. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. All (laughs) right. So before we get to our hidden gem, here's the last question. Um, What motivational um, quote or um, inspirational quote that you describe your journey?
1: Um, Believe it or not, it's probably a tattoo that I have on my arm that I got um, from the movie The Crow. Okay, it says it can't rain all the time. Okay. Okay. One thing I, I, like I said, I'm I'm very open about is I do suffer from depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And I remember one prep I went through, I was in a full-blown depression, but for some reason, I just couldn't give up on my prep. I couldn't. My fiance and a very good friend of mine um, wouldn't let me. They were always checking in on me, always talking to me, and I got through it. And that made me realize, like, you know, no matter how hard it looks, it's always going to get better every rainy day remember it can't rain all the time it may be raining now but eventually the rain's gonna stop you're gonna get through it yeah you know what i mean so that just kind of keeps me going it's like every time i'm going through something like if i'm in a prep and i'm having a rough time i just look at that can't rain all the time all right this is this, this is gonna pass you know what i mean gonna, i'm gonna get through this so that's my one thing for me especially because of the depression and stuff it's, it's, it's a lot harder there's more mental aspect to it um yeah i I just love that one that's why i again if i put it on my arm (laughs) you know what i mean it's there forever so
0: yeah i mean we could sweat like rain but um you know of course it it can't exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right ladies and gentlemen we have reached our um hitting the gym segment of the um interview so this is the fun part of it so i'm gonna ask you several questions uh you um answer them at the best of your ability you got it. All right, here goes the first question. The best advice you ever gotten and who said it?
1: Best advice I've ever gotten and who said it? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I've gotten so many different pieces of advice during my days. Um, I would have to say uh, my kickboxing trainer gave me uh, piece of advice of it's weird, but it ge- it made me think. Um, it's what is it? How does it go again? He used to say it to me. Fatigue makes coward out of men. Okay. And I couldn't get why he was telling me that. You know what I mean? Um, but again, it, I, I got it because he. that's what I said. He helped me push and find that little bit extra in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can be a tough guy, but can you be that tough guy when you're tired? When you when you have nothing left? Can you dig down deep, find that little bit of extra, if you want to say oomph, to get past this? And it's something that stuck with me, and that's why I say I all the dedication that I had in kickboxing, I just transferred over to bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So that 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 saying that he had in me. If, even though it's not necessarily advice, but for me, I took it as advice because it, it was a way for me to find an avenue to dig deep within myself and, and find that little bit of extra to get past things. You know?
0: Yeah, I kind of relate to that because, um, of course, I'm thinking about my fourth three black belt tests and... uh I mean, yeah, they was they was riding me hard. So I mean yeah. they, wasn't, they wasn't gonna let me go off easily. You know, I'm up here, <laughs> I'm up here like tired and you know, I couldn't even do anything, but you know, I say this is like my, my ticket to get that fifth degree, because when I go yeah. for fifth, when I go for fifth degree, I don't have to test physically. I just have to do a couple classes and then from there I just get my black jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that was just like, that was like my um, ch- toughest challenge, you know? And also I was thinking about my uh, grandma who passed away that same year. And, you know, I mean, I didn't have nobody to come with me to test other than my um, master instructor, but, you know, I had my picture of my grandma, like on the bench. And that's like, I was looking at her say, "This, I need to do this. I mean, yeah. I, need, I need to win. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next question, um, the worst advice you ever gotten.
1: Worst advice i ever gotten. Be happy just to compete. Yeah, I, I I don't I've never liked that saying. Yeah, I I've I, I, I anytime I train clients I ask them you want to compete or you want to win. Same thing and same thing in kickboxing. I tell everybody you want to fight or you want to be a fighter. Like you don't do something. Just to do it, you want to be if you don't go into something, whether it be baseball, basketball, football, martial arts, and you as a martial artist, wrestler, if you don't go into it to be the best, then why are you going into it? Yeah. If you're not giving your best effort and you're like, oh, OK, I'm just happy to be there. No, no, no. if you want to have fun, play a game on the PlayStation, play a game on the Xbox mm-hmm. there. You can have fun. But, yeah, you can have fun in the, in the aspect of you enjoying what you're doing, but it's going to be work. So I remember when I was getting ready for my first show, people were like, yeah, you know, just be happy to compete. No, I'm not going to be happy to compete. I want to win. Like, I don't, I'm not doing this just to do it so I can go up there and say, yeah, I did a bodybuilding show. No, I'm going to win. <laughs> like, you guys can go up there to compete. I'm going to win.
0: Wow. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the best, best advice. You know, you go in there just just to have fun. I mean, what are you winning? That's like, that's too easy. I mean, yeah. I always say like a game is not a game if you don't lose at all. So really, mm-hmm. I mean, and also like I say like um, for me it's like, like my coach would say my track coach says you either win or lose by an inch. So, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. So for me, when I competed like in um Vegas um this year, and I mean I was competing against one person, you know I was I wanted to win, but luckily I was this close. I was I lost by at least a point three of the, of a point. So I was lost by the inch. I could have won, but you know, I lost, but you know, you know, for me, my goal is to win by that inch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can either do the same thing or do something different. So, I mean, that's my goal right now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with this knee injury. I mean, my goal is to at least win my knee back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Get your mobility back. Right. It, it, it's, it's, something that's not going to, you're not going to let it stop you. hmm Right, you're not going to be well. My knees. I'm happy that it's fixed. Okay, is it fixed? But can you get back to doing the stuff you were doing before? Right, right. Yeah. That's. I don't don't understand that that concept that people have. It's. I mean, I'm. If people think that way, hey, to each their own. But I I think there'd be more goals achieved if you were just willing to take that extra step. You know what I mean? Get out of your comfort zone. Put get that little bit of extra. You know, and 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 who knows? Yeah.
0: I right, say, all right, me it's time to get back to work now. Yeah, so after this podcast, I'm getting this knee back to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, how do you reward yourself? I kind of call it just a guilty pleasure. I got too many guilty pleasures.
1: I like to torture my fiance. That's one of my guilty pleasures. I torture that poor girl. I scare the shit out of her sometimes. I'm always putting practical <laughs> jokes on her. I, I, I It takes the edge off because we're both competitors. Right? So the monotony of working out, cardio, constant meal prep, it it takes the edge off, you know what I mean? So I enjoy doing that. It's just something that takes my mind off of you know, when we have like prank wars and stuff, it just takes my mind off of bodybuilding for a bit. Yeah, You know, for that little bit of time when she's thinking of what she's going to do to get me back, and before she's thinking, I'm already thinking of the comeback to her comeback. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just that little bit of extra that just takes the edge. It just... Allows us to be out of the bodybuilding moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta have that fun, because you know, you know, you're working hard and then you know you don't get that break, but you know, you need you have to you have a fun side to like what you're doing.
1: Yeah, you gotta have a mental sometimes you gotta have that little bit of a mental distraction. Yeah, you know, like you you're you do your martial arts, you do your 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 classes, and then you do your wrestling. So I'm sure somewhere in between there, because I've seen you at your Comic Cons, I've seen you cosplay, I've seen them. So that's like your getaway where you're not worrying about any of those three things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's your thing. Okay. I don't have to think about my classes. I don't have to think about my martial arts. I don't got to think about my wrestling. This is my moment here to just be TJ in my area. Right. So I think everybody needs that. And that's our thing. Like we'll joke around and, 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 and play practical jokes or it's mostly me doing them. Cause I'm like, I love like my mind is really warped when it comes to practical jokes. So, um, but yeah, I just love doing them because again, it just takes our edge off. It gives us a little bit something that moment we don't got to think about prepping or or what show we're gonna do next or anything like that.
0: Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably the best way to go. Just like have your own fun. I mean, yeah. I mean uh, all right. Uh What famous celebrity would you w- like to work out with? I think after all the people I interviewed, they say The Rock. But um, do you have anybody else in mind you want to work out with?
1: Um. Believe it or not, my answer is going to be a little bit different because the one person that I've actually, I like as a celebrity, um, he's pretty fit and he's a martial artist, but he doesn't get as much praise. is Scott Atkins.
0: Oh yeah. I would love
1: to get that guy in the gym. Let's do a workout and then let's do some sparring. You know, that's why, you know, um, he's a guy that I'm shocked that he's not in blockbuster Hollywood movies yet. Yeah. I mean, he was in Dr. Strange, but he had a bit part. Um, but definitely Scott Atkins would be my, cause that, that's a guy I can cover both fields. He's in, he's fit as hell.
0: Yeah.
1: So we can work out and then we can do our sparring and I guess some, some, some nice, you know, either traditional martial arts or kickboxing sparring in, you know what I mean? So it covers both, both areas for me.
0: Oh, yeah. So that's, definitely. Yeah. That's a good pick. Yes. Scott See, Atkins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You won't, you won't hear that one from many people though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean for, <laughs> for me, my my pick um so, uh, call me crazy, but you know, I've been an admirer of Rocky movies. So I say yeah. probably Sylvester Stallone or um Carl Weathers. I probably would okay. like, if I probably would like to work out with those guys if they're still at their prime well, I think Sylvester Stallone still works out, but you know, Carl yeah. Weathers, I mean I mean if he was to still work out, I mean I would like to jump rope with him or just you know, like do boxing, just the eye of the tiger stuff. See my problem
1: with those guys. I'll be caught in too many of their movies. We don't work out at all. They get pissed at me, man. I caught <laughs> too many of them, their movies.
0: Yeah, it's like Carl Day. There is no tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Uh, secret talent. Secret talent.
1: I got a couple. Um, I can. My dad was a singer. My older sister was is a singer. Uh, me and my brother are part of a singing group. When we grew up in Puerto Rico, um I'm a self-trained dancer. I I used to have I used to be part of a group of the battle groups at the pop locking. Um I'm a certified chef. Mm. So I got a couple of a couple of little hidden skills there, you know what I mean, that uh, not too many people know about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so your singing group is almost like Elder Bars, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You saw those posts? <laughs> I got a I got a friend of mine who, when I won the night I won my title, there's a picture of being my title belt, and he always every time I post it, he puts up a picture of Elder Barge underneath it, and he's like, "This is your brother, your long lost brother." I'm like, "Oh God, bro!" <laughs>
0: oh wow, oh man, it's like as soon as I felt um I was watching well, Last Dragon um, um, last night, and I was thinking about that um El they hit him up there singing with rhythm. Yeah.
1: That's 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 my movie, yo. The Last Dragon.
0: Yeah, I think if, if I you can from, see the,
1: if, if you could see the back of this shirt, you would laugh that you just brought up that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the I back mean, of this shirt has shown up on it.
0: Oh, shown up? Yeah, and I got yeah. Hair for, I got the hair for it too. So yeah, if I if <laughs> that's I, if your
1: I, next cos that's your next cosplay right there, bro.
0: Oh yeah, so once I get my master rank, yeah, that'll be my next um cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Um, if you were in a movie, what kind of movie would you be in?
1: Well, I've actually been in a couple of movies already. Um, uh, my favorite genre, of course, there is going to be action. So I've been in, I was writing one movie called Guns of Eden, a very short role. Um, of course, I played a drug trafficker. <laughs> um, then I was in another movie that's in final production now called Slap Straight. It's about a slap fighter um which slap fighting is coming up now and all that stuff like that so um and then i was in a couple of uh short films for the 48 hour film project one was called project genesis that i actually won an award for best choreography uh fight and dance because i choreographed all the fight scenes for the for the film so but yeah definitely my my thing would be action because it wouldn't be believable for me to be in horror yeah. because I'm, I'm i'm hispanic and black bro i'm leaving okay i'm not sticking around like if i'm in a horror movie what's that noise it ain't bothering me i don't know i'm not gonna check it out
0: <laughs> you know what i mean yeah if it was
1: a killer we're not gonna we're not gonna fall we're gonna run and we're gonna survive like let's go let's out i'm locking the door it ain't coming in you know <laughs> i don't think i'd be believable in a horror movie but action yeah action has always been my thing
0: yeah, like I say, with all the horror, um, horror actors I met, I mean, I think I got better insurance, so nothing going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question. Ten years from now, where do you see yourself ten years from now?
1: <laughs> ten years from now, I see myself. Hmm, it's funny. Um, I see myself, yo, Hollywood, baby, doing movies, man, doing it big.
0: Yeah.
1: That's always been my it's always been my goal of my end game. Um, like I said, I love bodybuilding, kickboxing, and everything. But again, you know, acting is again in school like that. When I got involved in drama in school and stuff, I like it, you know. Um, and it's funny that now Buffalo is actually blowing up with a lot of the independent filmmakers and stuff coming to Buffalo and making films. Mm-hmm. So I've had the privilege to work with a couple, um, in a couple of movies. So I just want to continue it. You know what I mean, and Like I said, man, you know, be the first like Hispanic Denzel, bro. You never know. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, I'd like to. If a movie comes out, I probably want to go see it. So if it comes to Regal, or if it comes like digital, I'll probably go watch it. Yeah. No,
1: definitely, definitely. Well, I'll be putting up notification when the movies do hit um, and stuff like that. So I know one's coming. I think this Tubi or another one, one of the other free streaming services, is the Guns of Eden. but like I said, slab straight, that's in final production now. Um, but if, if anybody like if you anybody wants to see any of my work as far as the independent luminary um figures group on Facebook, you can go there and you'll see the one we did called Wangsters and um Project Genesis.
0: Yeah, I think I know I was in a movie it was called um, Smart Marks, it was like a wrestling type movie. And yes, that, yes. That, yeah, because I was in a couple scenes, it's like I was in a scene where I was like doing um chained in the um in a ring and of course there was a scene i was in the back um in a locker room and then of course uh all the uh a guy got slapped and as we all reacted to it so yeah i was yeah 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 uh, those are the same guys yeah <laughs> yeah
1: they're, 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 i guess they, they said they want to do a they're thinking about doing a part two of that too
0: oh yeah yeah they had me in there too yeah <laughs> I mean, have me go for the heavyweight title, because yeah. So before I my injured myself, I mean I was in the number one contenders match. And of course, that was could have been my chance to like go for the heavyweight title. So yeah. <laughs> they, always, they
1: always happen at the wrong time, but it only strengthens us, man.
0: Yeah. As soon as I get better, I'm going back for that heavyweight title. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I always I, I was already a tag champion. So yeah. I mean, get get that title, the main title. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. That's what you want, bro. Like I said, you're going to be the best. You, you get in there to be the best at what you do. So if that's me holding the world title, then that's what you're going to do.
0: Yeah. But yeah, no matter how many championships you win, you're still a challenger. So there. Exactly. All right. right, So before we close out, do you have any last minute words to say those listeners out there? Um, my last minute
1: words would say, don't give up, man. If you're just starting or you're in between, um, and um, you're finding it rough, keep going, keep pushing through. And remember this. This is one thing I've always told everybody. Anybody who says that you are too obsessed with your fitness journey, just understand that obsessed is a word that the lazy use to describe the dedicated. Okay? It's your journey, it's not theirs. Keep pushing through.
0: Yeah, I mean, just thinking about um, this um, one lady that I usually see um, running out there. She's like probably in her 80s or something, but she's like running like um, any normal person doing that. And I actually caught her at the store one time and kind of introduced myself and said I was inspired that that she was running. And she pretty much said she runs like every almost every day. She never stops. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's inspiring. So, no, you don't let old age get to you. So, yeah, that's uh, only as old as you feel, bro. Exactly. You know, I'm, and again, if you take care of yourself, again, I'm 46 and if
1: I, everybody finds it hard to believe that I'm 46. You know, when I tell them about the kids I have and how I'm a grandfather already, they're like, you're too young to be a grandfather. I'm like, bro, I'm 46. You're not 46. I'm like, I'm 46, bro. Like, then I got to show them my ID and and, and Everybody like, I thought you were in your 30s. I'm like, thank you. But again, I, like I said, I've always trained for something. So I've always taken care of myself. I've eaten right for something. You know, after, um, when I was younger, it was sports, martial arts, I fell out for a while, but then I got back on track with it. You know what I mean? So, you take care of your body. Your body's going to take care of you.
0: Yeah. And I know my body's going to take care of me. I mean, I'm taking care of my body as well. I mean, I ain't letting it yeah. die. Nah, hell no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, thank you very much, Mark, for joining us on, uh, on the Fit Fighter podcast. So, we're going to close uh, this out.
1: Me, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so we're going to close this out with my little um, closure. So, for those who are just joining me, make sure you join, um, tune into my previous episodes on the BICPPradio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast. This is your host, TJ Williams, closing the gym.